2: It's time to get inside the Giants Huddle. huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go. Here we go. In the Giants mobile. Get them
0: in there. Let's go. Part of the
2: Giants Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast, brought to you by PSE&G, energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. I'm John Schmelk, and joining us right now for a game preview of the Giants and Eagles, which of course takes place on. Fox on Saturday night at 8.15 is Darryl Moose Johnston, former Dallas Cowboy. Very familiar with both the Giants and the Eagles. Moose, uh, should be a heck of a game coming on Monday night, and you have the call on Fox.
3: Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're really excited about this one. Um, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think we'll get a really, really good feel right as that game starts of, of what it's going to be like. Uh, you know, a couple of questions You know, probably right at the forefront of everybody's mind. Um, Number one, how is Jalen Hurts? We've heard he's been totally cleared. Uh, You know, head coach Nick Sirianni says uh, no limitations, but you've got that in the back of your head. So we'll we'll get an idea how Jalen feels. uh, You know, as that game starts, and then for me, the big one is: boy, can the Giants follow up just an outstanding performance uh, against Minnesota from last week's playoff game? and carry that over into, into the divisional round. Uh, had them a couple of times this year, and have never seen the Giants play as well as they did against Minnesota.
0: Yeah,
1: and I, I want to kind of deconstruct everything you touched on there. Let's start with Hurts first, Moose. The shoulder. Is this more an issue with him being able to run the ball like he wants to? And I really think that's a linchpin of what the Eagles do. Do you think it's going to affect his ability to throw down the field? Is it both? Is it one or the other? Uh, What are you specifically going to be watching with Hurts early in the game that will give you a clue as to whether or not he's really MVP-level Jalen Hurts?
3: We did the game where he actually sustained the injury and and right after he did it, he came out and he threw two passes back to back and didn't seem to show you know any any type of limitation there. So uh, I think it was going to be kind of a, a pain management thing, you know through the whole process. Um, but he's done such a good job, you know this season throwing from the pocket. Um, you know I think that that's become a, a really important part of his game, but but what really sets him apart, from everything is his running ability, and I, and I think that that was where you saw the difference in the Week 18 game. You know, I think yep. he was he was throwing the football, um, you know, on the move from the pocket. But the one thing you did see was not the called quarterback runs, the design runs, uh, a draw, a quarterback power. Um, you know, the zone read was not a big component of what they did from the run game. Um, you know that's where you know Jalen really makes this offense for the Philadelphia Eagles unique is is when he's a part of that that run game. So that 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 will be the biggest thing for us is I think that's what shows you you know where they're going to be from an offensive group uh, Saturday night is how much he's involved in the run game.
1: Moose, I'm with you a thousand percent, and I think what people don't realize you know, if he doesn't run it as much, it'll reflect on his numbers in the box score with the rushing yards and everything. But if he's not a threat, I think it really changes the Eagles' traditional run game, too, because the defense then doesn't have to assign someone to watch out for Hurts on that backside, which then I think reduces the effectiveness of Miles Sanders and, and everything else the Eagles try to do running the football.
3: Yeah, you get away from that true eleven versus eleven run game, and now all of a sudden you're kind of stuck. uh, You know, ten versus eleven, and it's a completely different thing. And you know, it's it's one of those offenses where a lot of it is built off. You know, that that action, that threat of the quarterback run, and and what he's able to do. So it'll be interesting to see the response from Wink Martindale once he kind of gets a read on. Okay, what do we what do we have to defend tonight? Where's our priority? Is it going to shift? Is is Jalen not going to be you know a, a threat in that run game, or or is he is he truly all the way back and, and playing without limitations? And and I think once he kind of becomes comfortable with what his assessment is of that, then we'll, we'll see him either continue to to play the way that he's going to approach the game. Because you have to start out assuming that that Jalen Hurts is 100%. And then if he's not, you can make that adjustment at that point. And and I'll be interested to see if if, if Coach Martindale ever does that.
1: Have you gotten a feel talking to the Eagles this week? What you think he's going to look like? Because the way he's sounded publicly talking at press conferences, it sounds like Jalen Hurts is going to try to play like Jalen Hurts. I just wonder how long his body will allow him to play like Jalen Hurts.
3: That's the indication that we're getting. I mean, when, when you hear, you know, he's not on the, he's not on the injury list. Um, everything you're hearing from the organization has him, um, you know, no limitations on, on what we're going to do. No, this is not going to be like week 18 versus the Giants when, um, you know, he was not at 100% and, but we needed to win that game. So, uh, I, I think you're going to see them approach the game that this is a healthy MVP candidate quality Jalen Hurts that's going to be in the lineup Saturday night.
4: You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Alright, so
1: how do the Giants then, assuming Jalen's Jalen, and I think I agree, I think the Giants have to go in assuming that's the case and then adjust if he's not. We saw them adjust what they do defensively against the Vikings last week. Wink only blitz like 20% of the time. It's more than half of less than half, rather, of their normal blitz rate. They played a lot more 2 deep zone. They bracketed Justin Jefferson. Now, I don't think given the differences in the way the Vikings and Eagles play, you can just duplicate that and play that again. So what do you think the best way is Wink can a- approach this against Philly? Will it be a blitz-heavy scheme? Are they going to try to take one of the receivers out? Will it be man? Will it be zone? What do you think Wink's going to try to do to slow down this Eagles offense?
3: I think it's going to be a mix of a lot of different things. I think the one thing he wants to do is is try to keep Jalen Hurts guessing as, as much as he can. Um, you know, last week... Uh, against Minnesota, um, you can generate pressure with four, so there's an opportunity to kind of sit back and, and play some of that cover two show. Um, you're really worried more about Justin Jefferson. Adam Beelan's a very good receiver. Um, you know, obviously, Hawkinson had a nice afternoon there. um, so there's some things that you may give up, but the one thing you don't want to do is let Justin Jefferson, you know win that game, and he sure. had a great game earlier in the season. So, you know, fresh in your mind is, is how well he, he plays the game and how he can take it over. So, you know, if we're going to lose today, we're not going to get beat by the one threat that, that can turn this game around. So you play it that way. But I think there were other things that played into that 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 helped uh, the Giants defense go with that route. You know, having a Dory Jackson back and, and up to full speed, um, you know, just you know, get, getting everybody healthy has been... The big thing defensively to have Xavier McKinney, Dory Jackson, Leonard Williams, all, all those guys playing, which, which Philadelphia is going to see for the first time. I think that that's something that's going to be interesting as well. Um, th- there were matchups in that Minnesota game that enabled them to play that style of defense. I don't think those exist yeah. uh, where you can play it at that, that frequency this week against Philly. Um, so when you talk about Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown on the outside, Dallas Goddard at tight end, Chris Watkins is a is a is a good third receiver, and then you've got Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts, um, you know, who who pose a problem running the football, and then you've got Boston Scott who always seems to play well against the Giants. So there's a, there's a number of different things, and you know, I think when you talk about a zone, that that's a lot of weapons to allow to have you know some easy catch and runs afterwards. So I, I think what we'll see from from Wink Martindale is is a number of of different things to try and throw at Jalen Hurts. He had success. Last time they played, getting to him, they had three sacks in that forty-eight twenty-two loss. When he did pressure him, you know, more like we would see the Giants' defense uh, at the pressure level. So, you know, he's he's had success there, and I I just think with with the way that he's going to approach this, we'll we'll see a good mix of things. It'll probably be based on position on the field, down in distance. There's going to be a reason why Coach Martindale is is, is drawing up that type of defensive approach. Um, it it probably will be based on specific things that he's discovered over film.
1: Yeah, and look, and and I think if you play as much two safeties deep as you did against Minnesota, you know, the Vikings don't want to run the ball. They want to throw it. I think the Eagles would just pound you to death until you bring somebody up to the line of scrimmage, too, to be honest with you. Um, One matchup Moose that intrigues me in this game is Dexter Lawrence against Jason Kelsey, and I'm sure he'll get some help from his friends uh, to his left and right as well. You know, Dexter Lawrence has frankly probably been the best player on the Giants this year. He's been dominant. Without him last week, they probably don't beat Minnesota. They don't get those final two stops on those drives. Kelsey's great. He's a Hall of Famer, but he's a little undersized. So when you look at that matchup, what are you going to keep an eye on as a guy who made his living in the trenches?
3: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, and, and then you add the fact that Leonard Williams will be playing with Dexter Lawrence yep. for the first time against Philadelphia. That's a, that's another thing that, that Jason's going to have to worry about. But we had a great conversation with him today and a tremendous amount of respect uh, for for Dexter Lawrence and the season that he's had. Um you know, he, he mentioned Brandon Brooks as a guy that was on the Eagles that, that he would play against, uh, you know, in training camp and things like that, and, and saying that, that he was one of the biggest guys he'd ever gone against. And, and he puts Dexter Lawrence into that class as just, you know, one of those interior players that, that's got great size, great quickness, um, smart player. I mean, just a tremendous amount of respect. From Jason Kelsey to Dexter Lawrence, and I think a little bit vice versa. You know, I saw some comments from from Dexter Lawrence this week talking about, you know, yeah, Jason Kelsey's a little bit undersized, but he uses great body control. Uh, he's a great leverage player. You know, he gets a little bit of help from the guards, but um, you know, I, I think that there's mutual respect between the two. I think things are one in these types of games. I, I really feel like the offensive defensive lines kind of dictate how the, the game flow is going to go. Um, so it's going to be a great battle to watch inside. Um, but the guard center guard area for Philly, um, you know, is kind of that area that's going to have to play well. Their tackles uh, are, are going to be good on the outside edges, um, you know, especially if, if Lane Johnson's able to play the entire game. Uh, but yeah, our focus is going to be down there inside where, where Leonard and Dexter are.
1: Is your sense Lane Johnson's going to be okay?
3: It is. It is. Um, you know, he was actually, uh, you know, through the bye week, uh, you know, getting some reps in there. Um, you know, I, I don't know if anybody knows, you know, what the health will be during the course of the game because he's got an injury that he's trying to play through. Um, and when you're talking about anchoring and, and taking pass sets on, on, on large athletic men, uh, you know, how is that injury going to hold up? Nobody knows. I don't even think Lane Johnson knows, you know, how that's going to, you know, work out through the course of the game, uh, but but he's going to go out there, and and his whole motivation has been to get to this point. Um, you know, there's, there's been talk about you know maybe having a surgery recommended, but not wanting to do it at that time. So obviously there is there is a significant injury there that he's going to have to address in the offseason. The question is, can he manage it throughout the course of the, the, the playoffs here to finish this season?
1: All right, let's flip the script now. We've talked a lot about the Eagles' offense. Moose, we how about their defense? Seventy sacks. That's a ridiculous number. Two off the NFL record set by the 84 Bears. You're the Giants offense. You see that front. It looks like Josh Sweat's going to be good to go in this game. How do you approach that and just trying to just operate your offense knowing that pass rush and, and how good it is?
3: The the big thing is it has to come out quickly. The football has to come out quickly. Um, you know, it's going to be hard for anybody to hold up. Uh, the, the the most important thing, though, is to stay out of the obvious passing situation. So, you know, how productive can they be on first down and second down? Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with a four-yard gain, six-yard gain that keeps you ahead of the chains. So I I think that that's one of the big things. Can Can the Giants... Stay out of the the obvious passing situation, and and then the biggest thing when you look big picture for the game, can they start the game better than they have the previous two times? You know, you fall behind twenty one nothing, you know that terrible stretch in the second quarter of the week fourteen game, and all of a sudden it's twenty one nothing, and now you're chasing it, and now those those defensive linemen are really going to be coming after Daniel Jones, and and even in week eighteen it was nineteen to nothing. Yep. So you know you're kind of out of it at that point. So you, you're going to have to play a certain style. It's really tough to kind of hang in there with your traditional game plan once you get to that point. So the biggest thing for the Giants, can they stay out of the known passing situations, and can they stay close? Can they push this game you know, late third, early fourth quarter, and hopefully the ball bounces their way and they can get some momentum? Uh, but you've got to be competitive at halftime. When, when you go into the locker room at halftime, it, it has to be a competitive game.
1: So Moose, the Giants have done a lot more passing the last few weeks, uh, and I think, and please correct me if if you disagree, I'm guessing that's probably just because of the matchup against the Vikings and the struggles they have in the secondary. Do you expect a heavier dose of Saquon and Daniel Jones, frankly, in the run game in this game that we maybe saw the last couple weeks? Will it be more balanced, or do you think we're going to see another pass-heavy attack?
3: Well, it's it's the number one pass defense in the NFL. You exactly. mentioned seventy sacks. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's not a great matchup to be sitting there throwing the ball all over the place. Um I, I think the, the growth of the wide receiver position, um, you know, when when you look at how that group, you know, has matured over the last, you know, five to eight weeks and, and really starting to hit their stride, I think they've they've brought the ability for it to be a little bit more balanced and and be a little bit more selective in what they want to do from a play calling standpoint. So uh, that that will be you know the the big thing for my kafka is 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 as the play caller you know just okay w- what is our best opportunity right here we we can be a little bit more balanced in what we want to do we don't have to 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 throw the football because we feel that's our best thing um you know let's let's do it because we feel that gives us the most chance for for success so uh i i do think it should still be a part of it i i like the fact that they threw it on first down i think first down you have a a much better feel for what the defense is going to do. I think they dictate to you a little bit on second and third down, but you know you can get an idea of how they're choosing to play you. There should be some consistency on first down, um, and, and that gives Daniel Jones a, a little bit more of an opportunity to have some success. Um, and, and then, really, what I liked from him last week was just the the really quick decisions. Maybe one, two in his progression. If not, they're going to pull the ball down. I'm going to take advantage of. Of the green grass in front of me and get some positive yards. The the one the one area where the Eagles have struggled is, is quarterback scrambles. They've given up over nine yards per scramble in the NFL. I think that's the most uh, during the course of the season. So, with their upfield defensive line and and a defense that drops back, all of a sudden you've got that big void in between your defensive line and your your first line of coverage. So, um, you know, can Daniel Jones exploit that like he did last week? But but I think they are going to have to be successful running the football Uh, you know that's something they're going to have to do Saquon Barkley is going to have to be somebody that uh, the Eagles defense has to to be concerned about in situations running the football so you know how productive can they be with just that traditional run game
2: hey Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton tundra When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
1: All right, Moose, final question. When the Giants do have to throw it, and they have to convert a big third and seven or something like that. How do you attack this this Eagles secondary? They got a couple really good corners. Chauncey Gardner Johnson is now kind of their slot, right? You know, do you think they're going to play a lot of man, a lot of zone? What do you think the best way is to attack that Eagles secondary, which has been so good this year?
3: Yeah, I think the one thing that you saw with Dallas uh, in that second go-around um, was was moving Ceedee Lamb into the slot and, and taking advantage of Josiah Scott. Um, you know, Avante Maddox was out of the lineup. When he's in there, it's 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 really a challenging secondary to throw over the ball against. When you got Darius Slay and you got James Bradbury, and then you've got Avante Maddox in the slot with with CJ Gardner Johnson now back in the lineup and kind of manning that Avante Maddox slot position. Um, you know that makes it a little tougher. But I, I think it's going to be interesting to see if if Mike Kafka tries to do something in the slot. You know, does does Isaiah Hodgins get into the slot a little bit more? Um, and, and, try to take advantage of, of that matchup. Uh, the, the, two guys on the outside are tough. Um, you know, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be a challenge on the outside. I, I'd like to see them try to win the middle of the field with, with Bellinger and maybe Hodgins in the slot. Uh, I think that that gives them the best opportunity. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if they can work that middle of the field, but I think it's something that, that Dallas showed a little bit of vulnerability there. Uh, but they've made an adjustment with the personnel, bringing CJ Gardner Johnson down there to the man that, that slot corner position.
1: And then there's big picture, Moose. When you see this Giants team and where they've gotten, I mean, I'm sitting here in the building, I still kind of pinch myself sometimes that, yeah, they're in the second round of the playoffs. And you saw them earlier in the year, you've seen them now. Where has the growth come from? Why have they been able to develop into this team that's been able to get to the divisional round and have a chance to go to the NFC title game?
3: Yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things that a lot of people probably feel is cliche when Coach Dable talks about the process. But that, to me, is the big thing. Um, I think the impressive thing is, is, is they were going through the process in the beginning of the year that they were able to get out to the start that they did. Um, you know, that's when you would have thought they had the bump in the road, not, not later in the season. But you know, to kind of be able to come through that first half of the season with the record they had with you know, a lot of injuries carried over from, from training camp, a lot of uncertainty and a lot of change at the wide receiver position through the first half of the season, Um, And yet they were still able to put themselves in a position to manage a little bit of a lull there, you know, after that midway point. So since that time, you know, you've gotten some stability and consistency in your offensive line. They're playing as as well as they have all season long. You've got consistency and chemistry with your quarterback and your wide receiver group, because they've been able to play for, for several weeks now. So there's the group going through that process of, of developing that, that teamwork component. So the other part on, on the defensive side of the ball, it was, you know, the same thing. The secondary had a ton of injuries, and if they weathered the storm there. You get Xavier McKinney back. You get Adoree Jackson back. But now Cordell Flod is a little bit better. Um, you know, Darnay Holmes is a little bit better. So, you know, people have gotten experience, and you've created depth. And, and now you've got fresh bodies rolling through. Uh, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau has really grown. So this is actually a team, in their first year, that has done everything you would hope they would do. They, they get in, they, they learn from their mistakes You know, early in the season, learning a new offense, learning a new defense, and then you get to the tail end of the season, and to the old cliche, we're playing our best football as we go into the playoffs. And, and for all the Giants fans to be able to watch that game last week and undoubtedly say, my God, the best game we played all season long was wild card weekend, and, and what can we do the next week? Um, and now you've got that you know, that mojo out there where every time the Giants have won a wild-card round, they've gone to the Super Bowl and won two of those three. So uh, I'm sure the Giants fans are pretty excited about what they accomplished last week if you're, if you're a fan of history.
1: Moose, great stuff. We appreciate the time so much. And Make sure, folks, if, if, you're, if you're watching on TV, make sure you tune into Fox on Saturday night. Daryl has the call right there on Fox. Moose, good stuff, man. Hopefully I'll see you then in Philly on Saturday night.
3: All right, sounds good. Good luck to you guys.
1: That's Darren Moose-Johnston. Just remember, go check out the previous episodes of the John Settle Podcast this week. Mike Mayock, a couple episodes ago. Uh, the last one is the one with Dory Jackson. A great interview with him about last week's matchup with Justin Jefferson and the challenges of the Eagles wide receivers. And then our Wednesday night WFAN show as well. Those are the last three episodes. Go check him out on the John Settle Podcast. Brought to you by PSE&G. Energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. I'm John Schmelk, Thanks to Daryl Johnston from Fox Sports. We'll see you next time on the Giants Huddle
4: Podcast You deserve to treat yourself so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long it's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through four fourteen twenty four while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.
0: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in.